I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, the award-winning international podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us tonight, we have sound engineer, Tom. Check one, two. Producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And the doctor is in the house. Aloha, ladies and gents. Usually we get together between podcasts at least once or twice. It's been a, it's over a week since we're out at Epic. Yeah, so how's everybody doing? Doing good. Yeah. Surviving. Yeah. What have yeah. you been up to, Talent? Uh, well, I've, I uh, started a venture into a little bit of homebrewing, so I got myself into a little bit of trouble this weekend, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I'll get myself out of it. <laughs> okay. What's the doctor been up to? You know, a whole lot of nothing. I've been out in the water a little bit, you know, do some uh, stand-up paddle boarding. It was 72 yeah, right. degrees, just like the tourist yeah. board says. Like 72 degrees. I actually went out to the backyard and had six ripe tomatoes from the plant I forgot wow. to pull out. Wow. <laughs> that I haven't watered or fertilized in September. And so here we are at the end of the back end of February in 72 degrees. We are lucky enough to live in San Diego, California, the mecca of home brewing. Right, and microbrewing and craft brewing and everything else. So we know we're spoiled. We like to share uh, beers and the stories with you. We're going to continue a conversation we started a few weeks ago because, as Talent said, he's made his first venture into home brewing. And I've seen some pictures. want to hear the stories that go with them. Uh, listeners, if you are in an appropriate place to do so, join us for a cold beer, a couple of stories. If not, enjoy the stories. Think about what you're going to drink when you get home. Or if listening while homebrewing, feel free to roll your eyes and scoff at us as we, <laughs> as talent tells his stories. Yeah, they, which, they probably all have been there at some point. Hopefully. I'm hoping they've all been there. Wait, we've been on air for like two minutes. We still don't have a beer cracked yet. So what's going it's on? Coming. It's coming. It's <laughs> he's, coming. He's, he's timing it. Uh, remember, we need you to share our podcast and subscribe. Follow us. That's all we've got in terms of commercials at this point. Connects to our revenue stream of Zilch. Uh, but when you do that for us, I noticed when I was looking for our podcast on Spotify, I had to scroll and scroll. You put it in the title, it pops right up. But yeah. that means we need people to follow us. Yes. Did you look under educational podcasts? I uh, looked under yes. craft beer. Oh, okay. And that, that was so. But put it in the title. You'll find it right yeah. away. Uh, to grow our podcast and our ability to reach out to other breweries, we need you to support us. And that's the way to do it. In fact, I got 195 followers on Instagram. That may not sound like much, but you guys put a 52-year-old man in charge of your social media. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty excited about it. That's That's like 195 more than I got. You're doing really well. Listeners, how would you like to be the 200th? Get on there, right? I'll send you a sticker when you're the 200th. Go ahead. You can follow us on uh, uh, social media as well. Find us on Twitter at I Like Beer the Ta One and I Like Beer the Po One. Facebook and Instagram. We are at I Like Beer the Podcast. And then don't forget to send friend requests to us via Untapped. I got a couple actually this weekend, which was pretty cool. And uh, we want to share virtual beer with you guys. Yeah, that's how to do it. Just look us up. I Like Beer the Podcast. And then I, the other the other thing I would say is uh, I ran into a couple of people this weekend and they talked to them. They said, yeah, actually, they visited some breweries that we had talked about and they were very thankful that we have brought up some places to nice. see. So I would just say, hey, if you go visit a place because you heard about us, mention us there and say, hey, we heard about you on I Like Beer, the podcast, and uh, we're excited to be here. Speaking of that, if you listened to last week's episode, 
uh, with Epic Brewing and you haven't made a trip out there, put it on your list yeah. of things to do. That's, that's my new favorite place, I think, here in, in North County. <laughs> yeah, I've already been it's, back. It's once. almost walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you? Yeah, it's almost walking distance from home, but why walk when you have a car? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys, we have a message from our listener, Andy. Andy asks us, how can I get my non-beer drinking friends to give beer a chance? She has friends that have tried beer-flavored beer once and made their minds up already that it's not for them. Okay. She wants them to give beer another chance. Come on, beer. <laughs> give, it, <laughs> give it another give it, give chance. It chance. I give it many uh, chances. Yes. She also mentioned her favorite beer right now is McKellar's Raspberry Blush, oh, of which I'm beer. a fan. I, so there yeah, you go. Big so, fan. Yeah. So I, I would say I've got, I got two words. Cali Creamin. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I find it hard to believe that someone to just, if you don't tell them, just pour them with a thing of Kelly cream and say, hey, try this, that it's going to be very difficult to find someone that doesn't go, wow, this is really, really good. And then you say, hey, that's a beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of those, the beers that I would, we've kind of turned them gateway beers. Yeah. So um, vanilla cream beer. Yeah. Anything yeah. like yeah. that. I even like even go now to kind of the, uh, we've been calling it the dark side, but it's now my preferred side. <laughs> uh, but like we've had it on here, Stone's P.O.G., uh, Ale Smiths, um, they're they're one that we had, um, Forgeberry, yeah, Forgeberry, yeah, those um, Berliner Vice, yeah, fruity, yeah, exactly, yeah, Coronado's Tiki Sunset, uh, Acoustic Tiki Ale, Sunset. Strawberry Blonde, which we haven't been able to get, but once that comes back out, anything like that, um, people are going to go, hey, this isn't a beer, and you try that, and then, and it gets them into this, hey, look at the different tastes and flavors, yeah, and yeah. those are those are great places to start for, and you can get them to the venues, the right. venues are fantastic, yeah. so get them to the venues when you order your taster set, make yeah. sure you've got. A couple things that are not IPAs, not right. pails, yeah. so that they, um, especially if you're trying and to not lagers and pilsners. Although we love those, if yeah. you're not a beer, per- you have termed yourself not a beer person, then put some things out in front of them that are red and yeah. and golden, and that they can try some. <laughs> pretty. Yeah, pretty. I'll give you another example on that one. Would be where you say get them to the place. So you know, I think we've talked about that. My, my wife's not a not a beer drinker; she's a wine drinker. I apologize in advance. Um, <laughs> But uh, we go a lot to Devil's Canyon when we're up in the in the San Jose Bay area up there. And um, what they do, they have a, a beer they call it's called the McLovin, and they take okay. their uh, Scottish the Boers, um, the the Scottish ale, which is a phenomenal beer. But they take it and they mix it with their uh, how the the root beer that they make, and oh. it's a pretty unbelievable thing. And it's funny because actually we, we went there and. I, I got a little taster for it, and she ended up ordering a couple pints of it. So it's again, you just got to find that thing that'll <laughs> find get them the right one. And, uh, and then there you go. And find some of those venues that are just a, a fun place to, to yeah. hang out and the live music, some game nights, whatever. And then, you know, while they're there, let them try a couple things. They'll come around. Yeah. Or another possibility new friends. Get some new yeah. friends. That's what that's the last yeah. one I was going to say. Yeah. Get that's some new how friends. we all met. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. Well, d- d- dissatisfied point. with earlier friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your question, Andy. Uh, good luck getting your friends on board. Or getting uh, friends. Or getting no, new getting friends, friends, right. Anyway. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Roll in the orchestra. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. And now, my dear friend, the good doctor, your patience will be rewarded. Oh, thank you. We have a, I see a giant crowler across the yeah, table so, in Talent's hands. So I was down at Home Brew Mart, uh, Ballast Points Home Brew Mart, and uh, the best part about going there to me is you just can try these things you haven't tried. You know, they have their, 
normal all the ballast point beers but then they have their r&d and just other ones and so i usually when i walk in there i say well give me something i can't get anywhere else and so uh they gave me a couple here and these were fantastic so i thought i'd bring them back and share with you so the first one is to me is one of those gateway beers it's uh called a uh, great name to sour wench blackberry mm-hmm. ale <laughs> thanks for sharing and it's a pretty color yeah andy this get get yeah. some of this yeah. just by the look yeah. of it your friends won't even yeah. know it's they beer know it's beer yeah. Make up a name for it. So what do you like? Oh, I have one of those. Yeah. Just call it a white claw. Yeah. <laughs> so this here is it's Sour Wench Blackberry Ale. It's a 7% ABV, and this actually won for them in 2017. They're GABF silver medal winner for Fruited American Style Sour. And their, their description of it is it's a tart and sweet Berliner Weiss style with Oregon State Marion blackberries. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. I kind of got robbed. You did. Oh, is that, oh, is that? <laughs> no, I'll give you a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I got you, a light for Look at, look at, look at. You started by the can. Sorry, I think uh, we all thought yeah, you yeah, had yeah. some. That's too bad. I'll push the can that way next time. <laughs> <laughs> you get to start in the next one. Uh, counterclockwise this next time. Oh. Oh. Swing and a miss. That's all right. Oh, here. That's an easy thing. Let's have that That's tart, fruity is. smell to it. Yeah. Want some more, Jar Oh, that's good. I'm going to give it those two or three sips that uh, suggested for a if mm-hmm. tart beer if you're not programmed for tart right off the bat, like I'm not. Yeah, tart is an apropos word here. Yeah. Cherry, did you say? Blackberry. Blackberry. It's actually, and they actually, more specific, Oregon State Marion, Marion Berry. Black, uh, blackberries. I, so. I pulled some cherry out of that. It, it tastes more... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's with, got with a, the berry. It definitely has berry, but it, it to me it has a, a very much a cherry plum. It's got a jammy taste to it. A little it bit. Did, yeah. Jammy. jammy. Yeah. You like that word? Good yeah. word. Yeah, it, it word. does. Like if I close my eyes, it takes me back to eating some PB and J sandwiches. I was so excited yeah. to say jammy. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, give it a few episodes. Joe, I wish you had some so you could know yeah. how good it was. <laughs> but you only had a tiny glass, and you spilt that all over I your laptop. It all over so. the laptop. You thought we were out. You thought you were spilling it on our host. Is our yeah? No, I'm a speller. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't know I was. But that that's fantastic. So I'm 4.0 for me. Not a giant fan of cherry, but the last two, and I know it doesn't say it has cherry in it, but it does have cherry notes in it to, to me. Um, but the last two I've had with the cherry over at uh, Epic and this one, they're working for me. Yeah. The epic was really. Good. I find the same thing with coffee. I'm not a coffee guy, but all of a sudden, I really like coffee when I have it in my beer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really good beer. choice. Yeah, that is a great toasting beer. So I know we've got some toasts. Who's starting us off with the toasts? I can start off if you'd like. I would. All right, so I can and drink my beer. Very good. And have so, Joe look at me with those big brown eyes. Longingly, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna give a right? toast here to. <laughs> Blue, I've never right. looked up that high. <laughs> no. I'm going to give a toast Tell to Ron Rivera. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, too yeah, much set up for that joke. <laughs> yeah. It's too jammy. The beer's too jammy for that joke. All right. Uh, so back to me. Okay. Thank you. I am going to toast Ron Rivera. So uh, for those that don't know, a little background on Ron Rivera. He was the coach of the Carolina Panthers for nine seasons. He was fired towards the end of last season. And then recently he was hired by the Washington Redskins to be their head coach next year. Um, and so as you may be able to kind of assume that uh, you work for a company for nine seasons, you're going to accumulate a lot of gear and a lot of swag, a lot of Carolina Panther swag. 
And when he gets a new job with the Washington Redskins, it's like, well, what do I do with all this stuff? So uh, he held a yard sale, at it, and, and he basically held this yard sale to benefit, uh, benefit the Humane Society of Charlotte. And they said about 3,000 people showed up to his yard sale and spent more than $30,000 oh, on items. Wow. Nice. And some of which he was there, and he autographed for them. Um, and he also said it was a great chance to say farewell after his long run with the Panthers. So I say a big, big shout-out to him. Way to take something, turn it, it into a positive, yeah. and, he, and again, raising 30000 for the animals for there the at the animals. Humane Society. So uh, cheers to you, Ron Rivera. Good luck in Washington. Cheers. Well played. Cheers. Yeah, he's going to enjoy his couple years in Washington. Yeah. I'm going to root for Ron. Isn't now. that about the uh, lifespan of a yeah, Washington, was, yeah. the Washington team uh, coach? About right. two years? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a toast as well. I uh, spent the weekend, long weekend, up in Davis, California, and ran around some around town there and went up to Napa as well. Went back to the Castle Winery, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> and to Stone uh, Brewing in Napa, which was fantastic. Check out the pictures on uh, Instagram. But went to one of our favorites, Three Mile Brewing in Davis, California, celebrating their fourth anniversary. We've made it to each of their anniversary parties uh, over the Valentine's Day weekend. President's Day weekend since they opened, since the very first time they opened when they weren't actually open. I just talked my way in. Uh, Three Mile is a secret find. Not a secret if you're in Davis because the place is packed. But yeah. you know, yeah. but for beer aficionados looking for that hidden treasure that, that people don't know about, I think, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, uh, hand to God, the very best nano brewery ever on really? planet Earth wow. in you're the universe wrong. of the nano breweries. That uh, Roy, Kevin, Tim, Joe, Juan, Tony, and Jim, they work together at, at Genetech in Vacaville. They're, they're engineers. They're sticklers for quality control. Everything they do is small batch, but everything's dialed in, on point, mm-hmm. amazing, and nothing's changed there. So congratulations to them. Toast to them for their fourth yeah. anniversary. Got to visit and chat with Juan, Kevin, and Roy. I was kind of hoping Roy didn't remember me from the time we were there a couple of years ago <laughs> when I am learning not to say everything on my mind. <laughs> it's been a, it's all a journey. It's a process. How long? <laughs> I am. And, but when, if you ask me my honest opinion okay. and he had asked me and I absolutely love their Scottish ale, the Portland dark, and I had bragged about it and I got you guys there and you drank it yeah. and it was very good, yeah. but it wasn't perfect. And I had said it was perfect. I said, okay. this is the best. And it was very good, but it wasn't the greatest Scottish ale ever. And then he asked me what I thought of the Scottish ale. And I said, you changed the recipe. What did you do? It's not perfect anymore. <laughs> and, and then I said, why do I say that? <laughs> why don't I just say that? But anyways, he remembered me, and he was still nice to me. Yeah, but, um, were, but were you right? Did he change the recipe? He did. He, he did. did. Oh, and he yeah. actually see, said, see? he goes, we think it's very good. Some people like it better. I don't. I said, okay, all right. Well, I feel a little better. But I uh, didn't need to call him out in the middle of his own brewery. Yeah. Uh, had very, Burt Reynolds Rosh beer, the smoked lager while I was there. Nice. I had the back and Schwartz Schwartz beer, Schwartz. Uh, so that was two Schwartz beers in a week. Uh, Lemon Bar Hazy Pale Ooh, and the Bob Labog Guava Blonde all were fantastic. So congratulations for their uh, fourth anniversary. If you're ever up there in near Sacramento, it's it's 20 minutes from Sacramento. Check out Three Mile Brewing. You will not be dissatisfied. You will you will be amazed. So very cool. my toast. Yeah, will. toast nice. to them. Toast. Congratulations for. Four years. Yep. And again, yeah, great, great place to go and great product. Nice. We're off to roasts, unless I missed a toast. Well, I've got a roast. Might be a toast. Right, okay. Let's see. Not sure All right. where it goes. Give it a go. Let's, let's hear let's it. See but see it comes it from uh, the times of India. So Sunny, she, uh, she's 20, <laughs> and she wanted to, she's just disgusted with her husband, Manish, 
and he's 23. She said, my husband stinks as he won't shave and bathe for nearly 10 days at a stretch. Moreover, he doesn't brush his teeth. He also doesn't have manners and follow etiquette. Kindly get rid of this man. He has ruined my life. (laughs) So the commission, you know, kind of scolded her husband, Manoush, and he said, you know, I will promise to mend my ways. So there we go. There's a roast toast. <laughs> a toast to Sonny for sticking up and telling her husband yeah. he stinks. Well, and his and, son, yeah. for him for changing his ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. changing yeah. his ways. But a roast for the uh-huh. right. I would love an update habits. on that one in a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks. Yeah, a little grooming effort. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Got to put a little hey, bit of uh, effort bit. in there. Not only does he stink, but he doesn't have manners on top of right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason to be rude. Yeah. So I, uh, I got a roast here as well um, in a lot of ways, and you can make your decision after you hear this. It could also be a Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, and I even <laughs> thought this even might be something that could give birth to a new segment, so you think you have problems. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm, I'm, uh, my roast here is for crazy fans, or more one crazy fan here. So um, basically with uh, spring training about to start, uh, the Yankees and one of their players, Brett Yankees. Gardner, Asked the judge to keep an obsessed fan away from him and the Yankees. Uh, would like to actually have her banned from all ballparks. And so uh, the lo- uh, Gardner's lawyer went to court uh, to ask for protection against the woman, who he says, um, who, who the woman says she's the 36-year-old Yankees outfielder's future wife, and he's, that he sends her sexual signals from the field. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the only problem that. they've never met. Oh, yeah. So here's a little background. Um, so. She was kicked out of Yankee Stadium in October, uh, so she sued the team, sued Gardner, sued Major League Baseball. Can I ask a quick breakaway yeah. question? Because I'm in San Diego. Yeah. What's it like to watch baseball in October? Um, you know, we've <laughs> only had that experience <laughs> a few a while, times. Huh? It has been a while. Um, I think it's a good thing. Okay. Does she but send signals it was fun via a trash can? I'm going to explain how <laughs> yeah, she sent that. Uh, so in her lawsuit, so trying again to regain access to the stadium, she writes, hey, I'm a Yankees fan and also the future wife of Brett Gardner. Uh, she oh. says the Yankees are not only preventing her from getting close to Gardner, uh, but she also is alleging that they have hacked her Twitter account to steal her intellectual property. Uh, here's, de- here's some of your details of the lawsuit. These are some of the ways she says mm-hmm. that Gardner has hinted at his interest in her. Mm-hmm. She says in a video Signs. of Gardner in the dugout, Gardner motions with, motions with his hip on the stairs as though he's having sexual intercourse with me. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking Whoa. as the woman. Uh, she says that Gardner makes a sad face during home games when she does not attend. Mm-hmm. She also adds that Gardner. How would Apparently, he makes it. Probably watch on TV. She also adds that Gardner was clear. once ejected from a game by an umpire who likely received signals from her social media that she was angry with the outfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, after three years of romancing online, uh, she started attending games because I see that Brett desires this. Uh, so when, uh, when she was told that Garner is already married, uh, she said, that's not of importance. Um, she insists Gardner wants her around. And they said, hey, how do you know this? And she says, you know, when he plays, he signals. The team has its own signals, first of all, for pitch type and all that. And then there's another thing called romantically and sexually signaling toward me. <laughs> and that is how our relationship has progressed because he has started sexually signaling toward me. Mm. So there you have it. Roast of crazy go. fans or, hey, you thought you had problems. <laughs> yeah. Poor Brett Gardner <laughs> right. and poor Yankees. And Mrs. That's Gardner. And yeah. Mrs. Gardner. She didn't exactly. do anything wrong. Exactly. So, uh, also a um, WTF. Yes, yeah, so sure. also a WTF <laughs> because you think uh, you've got problems and you think things are weird around here sometimes. Holy cow. And and those signals were for me from Brett. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's yes. where uh-huh. she's way off. Base. She's way off. Right. Yeah. They're up here and they're blue. <laughs> <laughs> and lovely. 
We've got to pour one out. So staying along the theme of uh, baseball, I'm going to pour one out for the team name of Astros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right. again, if you're not aware, in 2017, the Houston Astros beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series. Last month, Major League Baseball found that, hey, they were guilty of electronically stealing signs during that season by banging on trash cans to alert hitters of what pitch was coming. They were just communicating with mm. their little mistresses. Hard to say. Days. It could have been. Could, those could have right. been sexual it signals. Be. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure. to break hard Gardner. to decipher. But anyways, as a result of this, two little leagues in SoCal have decided to remove the name Astros from its lineup of teams. Oh. Um, and basically, both okay. leagues kind of cited feedback from parents as the main reason. Uh, here's a couple quotes. One, one league said, hey, parents are disgusted. They're disgusted with the Astros and their lack of ownership and accountability. However, this other quote might be a little closer to, I think, the actual reason why these uh, parents are disgusted. They said, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right to represent a team that's been cheating. The Dodgers got robbed. It's not fair. This is Dodgers country. Right. Um, and go, so right. they've removed that. So ironically, yes. we'll see. Ironically, one of the two leagues changed the Astros team name to the White Sox. Coincidentally, <laughs> eight players from the Chicago White Sox were accused of throwing the 1919 okay. World Series. I'll take it. I'll take and it. Ultimately, <laughs> all of we them were win? banned from baseball for life. So, however, that did not happen in Dodger country. So, apparently, that name's okay. So, right. uh, I'm going to pour one out to the team name of Astros. Hopefully, one day, they'll be able to get their name back at some point, and, and young children can wear the name Astros in uh, Dodger country. I think we need a beer to actually pour out right now, don't we? Uh, you tell me if it's time. So... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. You're trying to set a good example. for. Right. I mean, it's a little overboard. Yeah. I do get that. But I can see you're trying to everything you can as a parent to do things right. And right. Guess what you get? Teach your Cheaters kids that beat lessons. your favorite team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your little kid's a Dodger fan. Yeah. And they yeah. wear That's hilarious. I get it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. Talent, uh, you mentioned at the uh, at the beginning, you've been investigating home brewing. Time to tell us about your investigative journalism. You've taken your extensive research to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah definitely. This is a new level. You're, it's, called, you're, it's a little bit of you're in the right game now. now. Well, we'll see. Was it Tim Wong? Is that he was the uh, inspiration? I think both both the home brewers we've had on recently were inspirations. Um, but it's very cool. But before we do that, because I don't want the doctor to go there down with doctors uh, in a hurry tonight. He's, he's uh, got, got somewhere to be, and us. it's crazy town. Uh, I've got another beer from Pepsi us from glass. Ballast Point. Ooh. This is a Schwartz beer, which I know you're a big fan of. Can we of. get I'm Joe some this time? Pass it to Joe's right way first. No. So whiny. So this one here is called the. Let me get back to my. Make sure I got the right name on this one. Um, this one is called the uh, Cernavera, <laughs> and it's a dark lager. I'm just watching oh, Joe pour beer spills all over four beer. I'm a whiny spiller. And it is a uh, dark <laughs> lager Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. Three Schwartz beers in about two weeks. It's a good week. 5.7 ABV. Um, and again, this is another one from uh, that, that's on tap there at the Homebrew Mart. Um, and it, it, this is one of the ones when I said, "Hey, I need give me something I haven't had." He said, "You got to try this. It's it's really really good." So we'll see what you guys think. Um, but to kind of talk to you guys a little bit about my experience, I think I've talked about it. Uh, I went down to as a gift for Christmas. I was given a ticket to go to attend their class, their beginners class at Homebrew Mart down there at Ballast Point. So I, I did that, and that was kind of cool. And, and what they did is they kind of walk you through on, on the process of making a beer and kind of get you down to those, those points of it. And so obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that uh, 
I like to take things apart and see how they're made and everything else. So that got me like, well, I, I need to try this at least once. And, and in typical fashion, when I take on something new, I tend to get a bit obsessed with it. Um, and so I, I overread. <laughs> no. Yes, no. I, I, I do. Uh, I, and I overread. The key with over- talent is to get him obsessed with a project you're in. Yes. Yeah, right. So Because <laughs> then it will be done well yeah. and right. I've seen you work that. That's <laughs> yeah. Case in point, that's the beer chef. That's what says. I need to get him yeah. involved with something I need done. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I got that uh, rolling and I've got all the parts and pieces together for that. And uh, so this last weekend I decided, okay, it's time to make uh, make a beer. Um, and so I did that and, uh, actually it was really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Again, that, that whole process of following a recipe and breaking things down and everything else. And I think like anybody doing something for the first time, I probably overprepared for it. Um, there's a, there's a con, there's a, was one of the books that was their, their thing was, and they even talked about that. They warned about taking it to, to, they kind of said, Hey, relax (laughs) and have a, have a homebrew and relax. That's their basic thing. And I think that uh, probably is really good advice. Um, but I got it, I got it, put it all together, took it all. It's fermenting right now. Um, and so, uh, I'm hoping everything continues to go well. It's been so far really good on the fermentation and I should be able to, uh, put it into uh, a, a bottles. I may keg instead. I might just go kegs and put it in the kegerator um, next week. So at next that point, week. Oh, at okay. that point, I'll know. And uh, the good news is, is I learned a lot. Um, so even if this batch is uh, not drinkable, <laughs> I will drink it. And then I'll determine just, whether I'm going to share it with anybody. I know the doctor will drink yes. it too. Yeah, he will. If it's cold, I'll make cold sure it's and cold, cold and free. free. Cold and it's free cold and free. There. The doctor will drink it and I'll see where we go with that. But um, yeah, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. And it's something, like I said, to kind of know how things are done and put together and made it. It was, it was a really good experience. So uh, shout out to those guys down at Homebrew Mart because I think they did a really good job of, of kind of explaining the process and walking you through it. Uh, the other part that was really cool is the beer that was made in that class that was why I went down there is because they sent us an email and or texted an email saying hey your beer's on tap um, so I was able to go down there and try the beer that was made in that class and so it's it's basically on tap they made a five gallon batch of it so it's on tap till it's gone and it was 2112 was the name of it because that was the weekend that Neil Pert died so they did it in honor they named it in honor of him so got to have that beer when I was down there uh, which was good it was, it was cool just to taste the beer that you saw actually right, right. made yeah you know and, and then uh, and yeah so so all in all it was a pretty, pretty good experience and like I said if someone's got time and a uh, little bit of money, um, a little I, space. Know, little space. Yeah. Space is important. Um, uh, but I'll be honest with you, you, you could make it in a pretty tight space. But uh, you know, if you're in a situation where you're in a, a small apartment with a wife and everything else, or a husband, depending on which who's brewing it, it you might want to make it have a conversation beforehand because it does take a little <laughs> bit of space to put it all together. And it's it, it was, the, my garage smelled phenomenal afterwards. It was great. It smelled so good with all the hop because it, once the hops had been. Uh, uh, boiling and that kind of stuff. It smelled just great. But that's uh, how I found Three Mile. Yeah, walking you, around downtown yeah, Davis, and I smelled right. it. You may not want that in your in your you know living room if you're doing it there too. So, so. How, let me ask you, how much time did it take to brew that batch? You know, actually, to funny the the hardest part. Well, again, preparation. I was way over prepared for it. I should have just <laughs> gone with what I already knew as opposed to do all the reading and figure out like start going down rabbit holes and go. Yeah, that's too much work. I'll go back. But the hardest part for me initially was I. I uh, underestimated uh, the time of boiling the water, and uh, it, well, because I tried to use. So I, I told you know you guys know I've I've done some uh, uh, distilling, and and uh, and so I used the same cooktop that I've used to to distill spirits with. So I said, well, I'll just use that one again, and so I started with that, and. Um, Oh my gosh! To 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 do three gallons of water, I think yeah. there I only started with a gallon, so it was much faster. 
I'm sitting there at an hour and a half and it still hasn't, been, it still hasn't <laughs> boiled. And I mean, I've got everything sanitized. Were you watching? I've, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it would sound like an outside. I think I would hear the thing start going, do, 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 do. I go, oh, it's going to boil. And I walk over and I go, oh, it's still not boiling. Uh, but and I had everything sanitized. I, you know, I did all the stuff they said to do while you're waiting and it still wasn't. So finally I go, screw this. And I go, went and got my camp stove out. Um, I have a big, you know, the one I usually do for the crawfish boil. Yeah. And, and I put that at the front of the garage. There you go. I kicked that on and it, it started boiling in no time flat. So, uh, that's uh, number one on the list is to upgrade the, uh, the the burner system so that I have a better setup there. Uh, the other one Good was call. was the kettle as well because I used the same kettle, which basically is the same pot that I used to do the crawfish. Well, oh. not the best kettle to brew beer in. Um, so it's going to have a little salinity to it. Yeah, or... it might have some. Yeah, some, yeah. Okay. no, I sanitized it. I cleaned and sanitized well, I, it. I no, it's, it's it's perfectly yeah. good. This but, is uh, the guy who loves oyster stout. Yeah, yeah, crawfish, <laughs> right? Maybe it's going to be a new beer be style crawfish yeah. stout. But no, I, I cleaned. I did all the thing. I did. I did all the good stuff that they told crawfish us. All the things. Crawfish stout. I think um, I'm down that, with that kind of stuff. But it was. Uh, it's one of those ones where man, you got boiling and then it got really hot, and then you're trying to remove. It was fun. I. It's a good thing I was there just by myself because it would have been probably pretty funny to see. You know, but I had a good time. It was really cool. We have to podcast while he's brewing next yes, time but, uh, yes I at, like at a idea. safe distance yeah. let All me right. let me make sure it's safe let me do one more and make sure it's safe and then i'll i'll figure out that there's a viewing area but but <laughs> my hat's off to those guys that do it and do it well like tim and 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 those guys that are, have do it at that level because it's it it is a it's it's an art i think in a lot of ways i mean obviously you can do it and you can do anything but to do it really really well yeah. um takes a it, it, you know it, it's impressive so so but it was fun i enjoyed it a lot of batches takes a lot of batches yes it does yeah. like mm-hmm. anything Right. Yeah. Kendall at uh, uh, out in New Jersey was saying that at the uh, homebrew tastings, how many bottles explode? Yeah. He was telling me uh, about that. That's, that's great. That's, yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll, we won't have any exploding bottles at no, the end of the a, process. No, that's, that's one of those. See, like I said, in doing reading, they talk about you know overcarbonating and be careful because, yeah, I can imagine shards of glass going everywhere. Oh. Not a good thing. So, oh. Yours um, is an exploding kegerator, so that's really Yeah, they, ten, uh, that was one of the good news is I read it. It's, it's a little safer at the kegerator. Yeah, it's harder to blow up a keg. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what yeah. happens, but it, uh, it's a little harder to overpressurize that. So. Yeah. Uh, but I actually, I even went down to, to um, Carlsbad uh, Brewing Supply and got some stuff from them. And, and uh, so it's cool. And the nice part about it is everybody's super friendly. Homebrew Mart, you start talking to them about, they'll give you every kind of tip possible. And, and uh, like we, as we've seen in almost every part of the industry, everybody's super friendly and supportive and very cool. So it's awesome. Thank you for sharing. What do you think of this beer? Can you tell me the name of the Schwartz beer again? Serenavira. Okay. It's the, uh, it pours, it almost looks like a porter when it pours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the nice brown thick head on it, but it dissipates quickly. It's got a yeah. It's not, got a not much carbonation. I would say it's got a kind of a nutty yeah smell. A little to bit it. of smokiness. Doesn't to it. like yeah. I like it. A little smoky, a little yeah. nutty. Roasted. I'd say yeah. Roasted is more than smoky, and uh, a little sweetness, yeah. which I was a little I was surprised. Not sweet, but just a hint of a, a sweetness to it. Um, like Clayton was telling us, it's it's a lager in disguise. Right. Um, but this does have a, a bit of a roastedness that, yeah. I, that I like a lot in it. It's quite light. This would be a surprising beer. When they pour it, you'd think you were in for a ride for, for something with a lot of bo- yeah. Yeah, it's only heavy five, body. 5.7%. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's basically a, you know, it's a Czech, it's brewed with a Czech lager yeast. Mm-hmm. So it is, yeah. It, it's really good. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I would dial back, if I was brewing it or if the brewer asked me, in a moment of weakness, I didn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I would say, dial the sweetness back right. one level. You know, one di- dial it just one the sweetness turn. back. Doesn't need. I, I'm not a big fan of the sweet beers. Which sometimes the Mexican lagers don't work for me because of the the sweetness that gets in there. But 
This is a, this is a good beer. I'm giving another 4.0. Yeah. For me, 4.0. I don't it's know where anybody is. 4.0 for me. I yeah. I, I like it. I got 3.99. Ah, 3.99. Yeah. Well, did, did, did you guys even see? Will's like got half a butt yeah, cheek out of yeah, his yeah. stool. And, he and he's walking over the down. big smile. Sorry, Will. Spoiled it. Dejected. We appreciate you being here. Yeah. Hang in there. There'll be a chance. There's one more beer. He looks so sad. What were you going to give it, Tom? I was right there with the four. Okay. I think Sorry. so. So close. Sorry, Jeez. Will. So close. Cheers. 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 He, he the doctor the sits with his back to Sit Will, so he doesn't down, have Will. to. He doesn't have. <laughs> Citra. Citra. Citra ass down. That was a good information right there. Yeah, well done. Was. Well needed. Well, that's what we're, we're educational yeah, podcast. It's fantastic. And in that desire to remain an educational Speaking podcast, first which. and foremost, we bring you another edition of I Bet You Didn't Know. Doctor, anything on your mind before we start? I bet you didn't know. Well, I bet I didn't know what the hell we're going to drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I have I bet, the answer. I bet you knew we needed to. I though. have the answer. So this is the uh, final beer I got, which is called Oh My Stars. And I'm going to be honest with you. I hope it's as good as the... Because when I had it fresh there, and I told the guy that uh, there that this was my favorite new beer that I had tried in... Um, I'm trying not to spill it all over Joe's floor, yeah. um, but my favorite new beer that I had tried in, in a long time. And so, and, and interestingly enough with this one, so it's called Oh My Stars. It's, a, it's an IPA, um, 7.4% ABV. It's unfiltered, single hopped IPA. Um, their description is, is it's bursting with sugar coated grapefruit peel, flavor and aroma, nice dry finish. Uh, but the cool part about it was is when I, you know, again, I just told the guy, I said, hey, give me something that, that's going to kind of blow me away. And he says, well, have you tried this Oh My Stars? You got to try it. So I did, and like I say, it was it's phenomenal. So I actually went up to him and said, "Hey, this is a great beer." And uh, he said, "Well, you know, George." So and and George, I'm going to probably mispronounce his last name, but it's uh, Cataline, I think, uh, who actually works down there at the Home Brew Mart. You can find him at the front desk. This is the guy, one of the guys that's been there uh, since the beginning, and one of the guys that's the co-creators of Sculpin uh, IPA. She, he said, "This is one of the." Uh, he had not created a a beer in a long time, so he created this beer. So figure that you're drinking a beer that was created by the same guy that created Sculpin. Um, and he created it to honor his sister who had passed away uh, uh. the previous year from breast cancer. And so her favorite expression was, oh, my stars. And so he named it, oh, my stars. So I actually went and found him afterwards because he was working. I said, hey, man, this is incredible. Yeah. So he told me the story again. I said, hey, what a great beer. Um, and so I said, I got to bring it back cheers. and try it with you guys. So cheers. cheers. And here's to George. Here's to his sister. George. And right. the memory of her sister. sister. And um, and oh my hope stars. you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Oh, my, oh, stars. my stars. It, it is, is good. good. It has that, it that dank, juicy... IPA smell to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my stars. Yeah, that is tasty. Yeah, but it's not, a bit, a it's bit not hazy. overbearing, though. A bit hazy. Can't I'm, quite I'm can't liking see through the hazy. It. It's a little hazy. Oh, it's hazy. It's definitely a four plus for me. Oh, that's yeah, that is I'll, really, I'll go with that. I'm surprised again by the sweetness, but yeah. this time it works because it's balanced with all yeah. that balanced, bitterness. It balances the bitterness. That's why, as I said, for me, when yeah. I first had it, because again, I, I, I'll drink, like I said, I don't mind IPAs and I like them at, to a point, but I sometimes I get, if it's too, I'll, I'll be honest with you here, I, try, I went down there to try that 2112. It was too bitter. Um, it was a good beer. You could taste it. It was a good beer, but it was like, it was so hop forward and so much bitterness. Um, and I'm like, man, I could have maybe a pint of this and I would be over it. And then I, so I drank this one afterwards. I'm like, Oh, this is how it's supposed to taste, <laughs> you know. So this yeah. this is really 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 good. 
This this is a fantastic mm. beer. It's uh, I don't know what the IBUs are on it, but it's, uh, yeah, it, you I can tell it's got the bitterness, but it it just balances out really really, really well. Yeah, um, and just a smooth finish. The finish is so clean at the end of it. Oh, nice. Hey, should we should we stir well? I've got a. We have a couple more sips here. Yeah, let's. Mm. Let's not be hasty. Four two five. I think that's what I gave it. On my original taste. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in with a. I'm in with a four point I'm four plus. I'm four two five. <laughs> Will, Will, wake up! Come on, Will. It is your lips. It's so good. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, thanks. All thanks right. for coming. High five. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back in your corner. Hey, doctor. I had over at Stone in Napa, and I'm not sure if they brew this one just at that location, but I had a hazy IPA mm-hmm. sent over. Uh, for free because I was wearing Best all my ILB stuff. Yeah. Oh the never-ending wow. hazy IPA, and Ooh. it was a five. Nice. It was fantastic. Wow. And uh, um, you know me, I'm, I'm I'll drink a hazy. And you brought a growler for us, correct? I did not oh. because I flew. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm just telling you it exists and it's uh, out yeah, there. But I uh, I did I did sneak uh, two bottles from uh, Three Mile back home for the nice. bottle share. Nice. <laughs> Maybe I can have Jake bring some home for you. Yeah. Oh, it was, All right. It was so we have good. an I bet you didn't know to get to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. Start the oh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing yeah, Joe. Joe's One more time. time. I bet you didn't know. Perfect. Thank you. So I did my research, and unlike the bull shark, I stayed square the center lane of my lane. <laughs> so I found a, a, a story I knew, but I did some research to find the right article to share about it. Uh, the name of the article is The Clergy Helps Science by Electrocuting Monks. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Here we go. Uh, and the, uh, I have to give monkeys. full and uh, unambiguous un- credit to D.M. Collins, who wrote the article that I'll share uh, back in uh, 2018. So in Mr. Collins' words, if you are a liberal SJW snowflake like me, you probably think of the Catholic Church as a place of secrecy, oppression, and shame. Then again, Catholic priests and nuns have been at the forefront of all kinds of amazing scientific discoveries, from genetics to the Big Bang Theory. But did you know that the internet, the telephone, the telegraph, and the very concept of wires transmitting currents of electricity to better our world all came about because of the one time a Catholic priest intentionally electrocuted over 200 monks. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Didn't right. see that coming. So as the story goes, on an April day in 1746, it was a French monk named, uh, talent you could do better than this than me, but Jean-Antoine Nollet. Oh, that's pretty, Does that sound pretty good? You're like a native. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like it. Oui. I feel like it. We oui, exactly. Uh, he was the man of the well. hour. Nollet was a, the abbot of the famous Carthusian monastery in Paris. And on that 18th century spring Parisian day, Nolay lined up all his monks, making each one of them grab hold of one end of a 10-meter length of wire in one hand and the end of another 10-meter length of wire in the other. More than 200 monks connected in series wound through the fields of the grounds of the monastery in a line over a mile long. God, what a vision. Yeah. Without a vision. telling his monks, the abbot took the final stretch of wire 
that was in his own hand. I think that's important to recognize. It is. Uh, <laughs> and dropped it into the acid bath of a primitive battery. The whole line of monks suddenly got a tremendous shock. <laughs> Nole was fascinated by all the shouts and cries and jumps, the contorted faces of pain. And who knows, maybe even a few curse words that broke the monastic silence. <laughs> Nole was fascinated because he saw the, that the angry chorus of monks actually twitched and groaned at almost exactly the same time. The entire mile wincing and whining in unison. Mile. Quite surprising to him, the electrical current from his makeshift battery traveled almost simultaneously across 2,000 burning fingers, wow. 200 brown cassocks, and a mile of wire. It was the greatest distance anyone had uh, known electricity to travel. And it happened in an instant. Witnessing and measuring this speed and distance was one of the first insights that led to the invention of the telegraph 45 years mm. later. And telegraph means, anyone? Distant writer. I figured you'd, you'd know that <laughs> talent with all your research. Uh, far distant writer. Telegraph right. yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. right. Yeah. Those Carthusian monks standing hand to wire to hand were the predecessors of our Wi-Fi, our ability to be connected instantly to friends wow. and ideas. And he says, more importantly, and most importantly, Noé figured out a way to make everybody from atheists to founding fathers to popes get enthusiastic over some serious monk torture. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, here, you didn't say salute. I got you, doctor. Salute, 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 salute. Wow. Thank you, Joe. Bringing this podcast up a notch. That's right. That's, that, yeah, was, that was good. That was and an now, level. you know. Well, it's become a custom to end with America's favorite, favorite segment, and we don't want to disappoint. So once again, from the demented dolphin-loved mind of the doctor. Welcome to a segment we like to call Beer or Not a Beer. I'm your host tonight, Dr. Todd. <laughs> nice. But day to you, sir. So I say day. day. <laughs> to lay the ground rules for all you first-time listeners, here's how this game works. I am going to name four beers. Not one, not two, not five, but four beers. One is not a beer. Three are real beers. The one I pulled out of the dark abyss of somewhere. Uh, are you ready, listening where. audience? You're classing in this diversion. Are you here, listening so. to try to find the beer? Yes. That's not a beer. I'm ready. The first one is Rosy Palm Red. It's a red. The next beer is I Love You With All My Stout, an Imperial <laughs> IPA. The third beer is Ryan and the Gosling Pale Ale. He's my and the fourth Ryan. one is Soft Dookie, an ale, a brown ale. So once again, listening audience, <laughs> did you find the beer that was not a beer? Uh, was okay. it Rosy Palm Red? I love you with my stout. Or all, all, of my stout. My stout. all of my stout. All of my stout. Ryan and the Gosling Pale Ale or Soft Dookie, of course, a brown ale. So we will Which start. Which way are we going? We Which way are we going? Let's go counterclockwise. Talent. All right. So first thing I'm going to point out is Ryan Gosling Second favorite Canadian Ryan. Ryan Reynolds is my number one because of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, here, here. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. But I do love Ryan Gosling as well. But I'm pretty sure that's a beer. I love you with all my stout. Sounds like a beer. So it comes down to rosy palm red. 
yeah. soft dookie brown <laughs> ale. If I'm going to try and get into the mind of the doctor, <laughs> yeah. soft dookie Ooh, seems like yeah. something he would make up. You've been there a lot. But I'm going to go rosy palm red. Rosy palm uh, red. <laughs> all right. I th- I'm job. going soft dookie. Soft dookie. <laughs> I think it's, a, it's an right. easy win. I'm going easy win. Producer Tom. You know, talent's been on a roll over there, so I'm going to I'm going to ride the talent tails here and go rosy palm red. Rosy palm red. I've never got one of these right. <laughs> Are you over? <laughs> and I've never got one right. And soft dookie should not be a beer because who yeah, would drink I that? <laughs> but rosy palm red is so doctor. Doctor, I'm going number one. Rosy red. Oh, rosy palm red. All right, here we go. Well. Believe it or not, the three that were not a beer were all from the same brewery. Oh, wow. Evil Twin Brewing in uh, in Queens, New York. Wait, you said the three that were not a beer? Three Three that that were a beer. Sorry, I've had so much beer tonight. Just checking here. The three, thanks for the correction. Three that are a beer are actually from Evil Twin Brewing, which started out as like a gypsy brewery. You know, they didn't really have a home, and they just recently got a home in New York. Anyways, here we go. I love you with all my stout. Is a beer from Evil Twin Brewing. They're all from Evil Twin so Brewing. So far, so good. All right. Ryan and the Gosling Pale Ale is a true beer. And so, yes, you're right. It comes down to Soft Dookie yes. and Rosy Palm Red. And the real beer, believe it or not, is Soft Dookie. Oh I got one right. <laughs> because Woo! you rode the, toe, the coattails. Doesn't of Jeff. matter. I That's got talent. one right. Yes. Yeah. Rosie Doesn't Paul matter how you Red. get there as long as you get it's there. Learning is learning. <laughs> All I know is I just feel like we should try a soft dookie brown ale at some <laughs> no, point. It sounds horrible. At some point. It's probably I their best seller. It's what yeah. <laughs> so you get after a whole night of drinking yeah. beer. <laughs> that, that is awesome. So I've been pretty good at this game. I'm yeah, you like are, yeah, really yeah, good. I, I, this has been. We're going to take you to Vegas. Beer and not a beer. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for a few good beers, a few good stories, and I hope some laughs as well. We'd love to share some more. Right now, we got to run. Here's to Stop Dookies. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U.